Welcome to another edition of Raising the Bar with Boulder Ballet. We are on the line with Ben Needham-Wood. Uh, ben, do you have a new title now, correct? I do. I'm officially artistic director for Boulder Ballet. And when did that uh, become official? So my first day was, uh, technically was April 1st. Wow, I just said April, August 1st. Um, so August 1st started this new season. Wow, and I mean, you're really hitting the ground running because you have got a lot of projects coming up. Yeah, it's, well, one of the big things about any any preparation for any season with a major uh, ballet company, you need to be planning that. Um, more than months in advance, years in advance, to really make sure that you have the right creatives in place for it. And so one of the things that I'm, I'm fortunate to have going into this next season is that Claudia had already done an amazing job um, really curating a season with some incredible choreographers. But uh, from the moment that the selection committee kind of made it, knew where they were headed with their selection, that was really where I knew that we needed to start making sure that we had all of our ducks in a row to gear up for this um, for the 40th anniversary of Boulder Ballet. Um, so to be taking over at this point where it is the company's 40th anniversary season, we wanted to make sure that we had a lot of awesome, awesome productions lined up for our audiences to enjoy. Can you share some of the choreographers who you're going to be uh, performing their work? Oh, totally. So one of the first ones that we're going to be presenting, and this is actually what's going to start our entire season for the dancers, is the very first week of our season, we're going to be working with a repertoire. His name is Matthew Dibble, and he's going to be teaching the company a work called Junk Duets by Twyla Tharp. Um, for anyone who doesn't, who is not familiar with Twyla Tharp, she's an iconic choreographer who has been heralded as one of the most significant um, creators of the dance world probably for the last 50 years. Um, she's even to the point where uh, Robin Williams and the Birdcage is like talking about different dance styles. It was like, and Twyla, and Twyla. So she is that iconic that she gets referenced in pop media a bunch. Um, but so we're going to start the season with uh, a repertoire who's teaching her work to our dancers. Um, and in that program, we're also going to show a, we're going to have a world premiere from Jacob Mora. And he is a Colorado-based choreographer that I had um, first time I called and talked with Jacob, it it was amazing to me. We talked for probably an hour and a half just about our perspective on the importance dance has to our communities and how it can reflect culture and individuality, but it can also just plain be fun and how it can be spontaneous, um, spontaneous and how that can be something that keeps it really alive. So uh, to have both his work and the Twilight Third piece on the same program is going to be super fun. Um, and I'm going to offer two pieces on that same program as well, one of which I choreographed before, uh, Padada, uh, called Apollo and Daphne, based on the sculpture by Bernini, which is a little bit more on my classical side. But then I'm also creating um, a new work this year that I'm, I'm uh, tentatively titling Evidence, um, which I, I need to shout out my wife, Sadie, for actually coming up with that idea, um, which I think is perfect because it's a murder mystery ballet. And so this is going to be something that unfolds over the season where you, you come to our first program with Twilight Tharp and Jacob Mora and you see the first installation of this work that basically brings you to the moment of the crime 
but then if you want to know what happens, you have to come back to our gala later. Um, so those are three of the choreographers that are going to be presented early in the season. We're then going to do kind of a revamp of the Nutcracker. We're working with some of the same structure that uh, audiences in Boulder will have seen before, but we're, we're sprucing it up a little bit. We're giving it a new, a new perspective. Um, we're then going to shift from that into our new moves program, and this is where a lot of the choreographers that are being featured in our in our season are going to have their moment on the stage. And this will include a world premiere from Kylie Kwan, who is currently actually in Vail um, as a featured artist with that festival. And we're also going to have a new work from uh, Makino Hayashi, who's a, a dancer over at Oregon Ballet Theater, who's really on the rise choreographically. And we're even going to include a work from a Boulder native, Vicky Sahoyos, who is, um, she was a longtime dancer under George Balanchine and is someone who stages a lot of his works. And so someone who was also very connected to these um, iconic, legendary choreographers. Um, and we will, and this is the big, the big fun piece as far as I'm concerned, is that our executive director, Claudia, will also be premiering a new work in this program as well. So the new moves program that we do in the end of February will have five female choreographers present, Twyla, Claudia, Aquino, Kylie, and Vicky, um, all with a very different taste, very different personalities. And I think that that's gonna make for a super fun celebratory evening. Um, and then the, the next program we'll do will be our story ballet, which will be a new version of A Midsummer Night's Dream. And this will, uh, again, be my choreography, but we're going to take a new twist on it, which I'm excited about because this is a full-length story ballet that actually has a lot of wit and humor. So audiences will be able to come see classical ballet, see that perfectionism, but at the same time, it's going to be really fun and easy to enjoy. So that will be our, our story ballet for the spring. And then we dive into our gala where this will be, again, from what I was saying earlier, the reveal of this ballet that started in the very beginning of the season coming to fruition with this whole murder mystery unveiling. Um, and then we have a little bolder um, ballet in the park action where we just kind of look at what are the most enjoyable pieces from the season that we can offer in a more, uh, relaxed and kind of fun celebratory venue using outdoor performances um, to really just bring the season home. So that was a semi-long-winded explanation of the season that we have in store to celebrate Boulder's 40th anniversary. That wasn't long-winded at all. All I am sitting here going, oh my gosh, I'm drooling over the content we have coming up for the podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. Now, I used to act in a dinner theater murder mystery, and you totally got me charged on your performance. Is the audience going to be involved at all? Are they, you know, kind of trying to solve the mystery? Anything there like that? Oh, well, that's super fun that you got to do one of those kind of productions. Oh, it was um, a blast. So <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, so like one of the things that really stood out to me, um, and this is also something I actually have to, that, that came up when I was having a dinner conversation with my wife, um, is the idea that there productions often kind of sit in one show and they're left and if we can develop something that is actually that has a little bit more uh, 
of a longitudinal approach, something that ha- that is a little bit more drawn out, there could be something really interesting to be discovered in the way that that experience is enjoyed by audiences. And something like a murder mystery, like like the game of Clue, has so much allure to it because it's we're kind of a discover culture. We all want to feel like we're experiencing something that's new that like you have to look for the answer. And so many of the series that we watch on Netflix or HBO, like all these things that are coming out that really hook audiences right now have this kind of they dangle a carrot and you have to figure out what's gonna happen. So this whole idea for creating a murder mystery ballet that unfolds over the course of the season is that when they when audiences come to see us in Chautauqua on September 24th, they'll be able to see the first iteration. It'll be a really fun dance party that's happening on stage. And then all of a sudden, one of the dancers is dead. Um, we're going to do a very PG-13 version of it, so anyone who wants to bring their family know that, yes, it is still a family-friendly version um, of what this story really presents. But um, But there will be this question mark of who did it what happened and so our plan from there is to actually release little tiny videos that are all nuggets of information little clues and the fun part will be allowing the dancers to actually infuse their characters with a little bit of their actual personal story so that as these little videos come out you're going to be seeing who these dancers are but you're also going to be seeing little notes about their character um, that should offer a little bit more perspective for people to guess at who actually did the crime and then it's all going to culminate in our 40th anniversary gala which is our our Ruby anniversary and in that performance and that event uh, we'll have a whole new section of the dance that reveals who the murderer was um, but is really just done in a light and playful way to say like thanks for following along in the story this year um, but really thanks for being a part of what this company is celebrating which is innovative art that should be at the at the forefront of what's happening in Boulder's community for, for years to come so that's kind of the idea behind that whole murder mystery evidence. I love it. Now, what's the uh, what's the attitude of the company dancers? They must be really excited about this. So here's the honest thing: if they haven't started yet, so oh. when they listen to this, it might even be <laughs> one of the first moments that they've heard about it. Um, so the company artists are going to start on August 23rd. So they they still have uh, a little bit more than two weeks. Um, almost three weeks before they're going to be in the studio getting ready for the season. But it will be one of those things where as soon as we're done with uh, Twilight Tharp's ballet junk duet, the next thing we're going to go into in week two will be the start of this curation. And so we're going to talk a lot more about these characters, about how we're going to develop this. And so it'll be something that I hope they're really excited about one of the things that I enjoy the most in the choreographic process is being able to collaborate with the artists to make sure that it is something that they feel personally connected to and also knowing that everyone's comfort within the creative um, within the creative process is going to have individual highs and lows as well and so that's kind of where the fun of this really lives is that as we're developing this ballet all these dancers are going to be encouraged to figure out what is it about their character that makes this performance more enjoyable for them and how can we develop it over the year to the point where they feel like they've actually grown in their understanding of presenting a character throughout the season that feels connected to who they are as an artist themselves. 
Now, we are in August, and uh, August always surprises me because it blows me away that it ends with a tryouts for holiday performance, and uh, you have Nutcracker tryouts coming up this month in, what, three weeks? Oh my gosh, yes we do. (laughs) (laughs) August 27th, I think, is is the date for, uh, for the Nutcracker auditions for the school just blows me away i mean is that something that you're also going to be involved in or are you much more involved with the company productions oh very much um i will still be heavily involved but one of the things that i'm really grateful to to also have going into this 40th anniversary season is that we have we don't I'm not the only new member of the leadership team at Boulder Ballet, and we do have a new school director, Andrea Basil, who um, is someone I've known for, oh man, I think it's 13, 14 years now. Um, my first time going to dance in San Francisco, I ended up partnering with Andrea in a work by Amy Seiwert, Um and she is someone I've admired throughout my career and so she is actually taking over as the school director for the company Um, and what's going to be wonderful about this process is that Nutcracker Nutcracker is a rare gift to a community that connects both the performance company of the professionals with the students in the school in the effort to tell a story that is based in tradition that has this foundation within the community but at the same time we can use our own narrative devices to tell the story in our own special way and so this this year's nutcracker will still be based on the traditional nutcracker that has been familiar to older audiences but i'm going to be working with andrea to actually figure out how we can retell the story um, with a little bit of a different form of character development and she will be very much involved with how the the school children that are a part of the production are able to how can we shift the choreography to really show them at their best light and then how does that connect to what the company artists are then performing so we're going to have a really in-depth process kind of revamping what this production looks like um but it it will be a merger of of our perspectives that i will definitely be the the driving voice behind um all the the company dancers components of that and so it's it's really awesome building a production of this magnitude with collaborating artists that you trust um, because you know that you get to see not just a singular perspective on the work but it actually is a communal effort that I think makes it more entertaining and engaging for audiences that come in. Well, Ben, I know we're running short on time, but uh, anything you'd like to say in conclusion? I'm just excited to, now that I've officially started, I'm excited to get in the studio with the dancers and then be able to kind of report back on how awesome this creative journey is right from day one. Ben Needham-Wood, Artistic Director of Boulder Ballet, joining us on Raising the Bar. Thanks so much, Ben. Great chatting with you again. I look forward to our next one. Thank you, George, and we'll talk soon. From the Boulder Ballet Studios in Boulder, Colorado, I'm George Thomas.